Hello, good morning. Once upon a time, there was a non-believer who was certainly very smart, and he wanted to have all the explanations about the possible existence of God. And he asked questions of a pastor, Where is God? In the middle of poverty, hunger in the world, in the middle of those massacred and mutilated children used for prostitution or child labor, Why is there suffering? Why are there diseases or wars? Can you explain where God was before all this? And so he asked one question after another. This pastor said, well, let me try to explain it. The man said, no, you can't explain anything because you don't have all the answers. Because God doesn't exist. God is an invention. And no one can see God. I can explain it, keeps saying the minister, but first I want to ask a question. No, I don't want any questions, said the man laughing. Answer my question. But let me ask you just one question, may I? Well, okay, finally consented the man. Just a question. If I answer you clearly and satisfy your doubts about the existence of God right now, Would you consider believing God and become a Christian? And the man replied, No, not at all. Okay, then don't waste our time. Let's go have a coffee and just chat. It's a must for having God's company, protection, and love, which in a word for us is what we call God's anointing, that we obey His word. If we say that we love God, then we must prove it by obeying His word. That is what the Bible says. Without obedience to God, the Spirit keeps and God's dwelling withdraws from the churches with the consequences that we all know. There can be no more appropriate words from Jesus for today than the words that come to us today for the Sunday of Pentecost according to the Gospel of John. Anyone who loves me will obey my teaching. My Father will love them, and we will come to them and make our home with them, according to John chapter 14, verse 23. One of the first things to do to obey God's word is to believe in it. That is called faith. It is to show that I believe in God and want to believe in God. Why do I say I believe in God and also say I want to believe in God? Faith is a gift from God, that is to say a present. If we can believe, we already have to thank God because that happens through the Holy Spirit of God. For most of us who are in the church today, apparently it's not a problem to say I believe in God. Although our faith may not be that great, but do you know how many people are out there who don't believe? Do you know how many people there are who don't have the slightest desire to believe in God? And perhaps many of them will die without having believed in God. For this, we have to be grateful We have to be grateful that we have been brought up in Christian families that badly or well have brought us closer to the church and have placed before our eyes the possibility of believing in Jesus Christ. 
Let's read for today the story of, of Pentecost according to Acts chapter 2, verses 1 to 21. When the day of Pentecost came, all the believers gathered in one place. Suddenly a sound came from heaven. It was like a strong wind blowing. It filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw something that looked like fire in the shape of tongues. The flames separated and came to rest on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit. They began to speak in languages they had not known before. The Spirit gave them the ability to do this. Godly Jews from every country in the world were staying in Jerusalem. A crowd came together when they heard the sound. They were bewildered because each of them heard their own language being spoken. The crowd was really amazed. They asked, aren't all these people who are speaking Galileans? Then why do we each hear them speaking in our own native language? We are Parthians, Medes, and Elamites. We live in Mesopotamia, Judea, and Cappadocia. We are from Pontus, Asia, Phrygia, and Pamphylia. Others of us are from Egypt and the parts of Libya near Cyrene. Still others are visitors from Rome. Some of the visitors are Jews. Others have accepted the Jewish faith. Also, Cretans and Arabs are here. We hear all these people speaking about God's wonders in our own languages. They were amazed and bewildered. They asked one another, what does this mean? But some people in the crowd made fun of the believers. They've had too much wine, they said. Then Peter stood up with the eleven apostles in a loud voice. He spoke to the crowd, my fellow Jews, he said. Let me explain this to you. All of you who live in Jerusalem, listen carefully to what I say. You think these people are drunk, but they aren't. It's only nine o'clock in the morning. Now, here's what the prophet Joel meant. He said, in the last days, God says, I will pour out my Holy Spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will have dreams. In those days, I will pour out my Spirit on my servants. I will pour out my Spirit on both men and women. When I do, they will prophesy. I will show wonders in the heavens above. I will show signs on the earth below. There will be blood and fire and clouds of smoke. The sun will become dark. The moon will turn red like blood. This will happen before the coming of the great and glorious day of the Lord. Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Faith comes by the Holy Spirit. And the Spirit is bestowed through obedience to the Word of God. The first believers received the Spirit because they wanted to obey the Word of God, not because they knew all the Scriptures. We want to ask again and again on this occasion that we remember the first anointing of the Holy Spirit on the Christian Church for the Holy Spirit that that Spirit gives us obedience through our commitment to God that strengthen us the faith and still wanted to dwell in the denominations we call Christian churches. Faith, in addition to being God's blessing, implies a great responsibility. It implies that we must maintain that faith. Otherwise, that faith withers, fades, and disappears. And the consequences of the loss of faith 
is not only the distancing from God, but also the estrangement from all those good things that we long for in life. In a word, the blessing of God and the danger that that faith may come to be totally extinguished with the loss of salvation beyond this life. Without faith, it is impossible to please God, it says in Hebrews chapter 11. I would reformulate it in a positive way. Only with faith we can please God. The only way we can make God happy, the only way we can love God is through our faith in Him. Faith that is imposed and goes beyond all external circumstances. Faith that trusts, faith that struggles, faith that overcomes, faith that affirms God exists and is revealed now and here in my life through His Word, the Bible. It is our prayer that God may dwell in our churches through His Holy Spirit. But the only condition for this is to love God, obeying His Word, and taking care of the life of faith. That is maintaining that faith through our faithful communion with God Himself. May God fill our lives and may His presence be with us. And I pray, mighty God, you breathe life into our bones and your Spirit brings truth to the world. Send us this Spirit, transform us by your truth, and give us language to proclaim your gospel through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Have a wonderful week.